Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant, to shot. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. Anything's possible. Welcome to the Ball Boys NBA Podcast. We're coming at you with the finals preview podcast today. We're, we're set, ready to go between the big dance, the Lakers and the Heat. Um, we'll get to that a bit later, but uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce my esteemed guests, my co-hosts, starting with you, Jermaine. How are you, mate? Good, man. Always good to be back on the Ball Boys Podcast. Mate, you're wearing the, you're wearing the Lakers hat today? Oh, yeah, I wish the, the fans could see, but... The Lakers, Lakers hat, yeah, representing, and and <laughs> and on the Heat side of the bracket, I've got my boy Callum Mack. How are you doing, man? Let's go, Miami Heat, boys. NBA Finals, here we go. Exciting day. How, how did this amazing. actually work out? We, how did this work out? We've got we've got a Lakers fan, we've got uh, a bandwagon, a Heat fan. Yeah, just a Jimmy fan. And then and then one little depressed old Celtics fan over here. Maybe next year, mate. Yeah, well, a bit of a disappointing end, but I, I can't say that you know, the boys didn't play well. Um, we'll get on into that a little bit a bit later on. There's lots to talk about. Obviously, we've got the finals coming up. Um, sitting here in September, a bit of a different year, but it's always good to have finals around the corner, ready to watch some exciting... Uh, I think it'll be an exciting series, but um, we'll get to that a bit later. Um, to start off with today, we've got some, we've got some hot news off the press, a couple of interesting little things that are happening. First off, um, we've got a, a news story that, in actual fact, I believe the Ball Boys broke this news um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. So, shout out to us, you know, just call us call us Woj from now on. Uh, but Doc Rivers has been fired from the Clippers as their head coach. Um, I think you and I, Cal, we both predicted and said that this should happen, and it's come to come to light. What do you take of this one, mate? I think it's the right move. Um, good work to Steve Ballmer. You got to make some some tough tough calls sometimes because he was pretty high up in that management. He's been there for years, but well, what we saw in the playoffs um, just wasn't great. Like honestly, they really collapsed, and he was the main person to point the finger at. And sometimes you do just need to change house a bit, switch it up, and hopefully going into next season, um, those Clippers. I mean, they've got to be once again, you know, absolute contenders if not favourites. So yeah, definitely. Um... I agree with you, Sam. I mean, you and I both said that it's probably the move to make um, because um, I think all of us in agreement last time said that like, we believe in the roster and they've got good talent there. They've got like superstars in Kawhi Landed. I mean, say what you will about Paul George, whether he's a superstar <laughs> or not these days, but, you know, they've got a deep bench, you know, two six-man-of-the-year contenders coming off. So, um, And we both pointed out that the offense particularly got really stale towards the end there. So... I think Doc Rivers is like one of those like old school coaches that was good back in like the 2000s, like early 2010s, yeah. when the game was like less run and gun, pace and space kind of style. And I think the game sort of gone past him a little bit. Not to say that he's not a good, like a decent coach, but I don't think he's in that upper echelon anymore, yeah. um, where he used to be sort of regarded. So I think moving on from him, especially with the talent that's out there in the coaching department at the moment, is definitely a sensible move. And and I don't I don't think it's the, the wrong move by the Clippers in any way. I, I didn't think they'd actually have the guts, to be honest. I thought, you know, mm. maybe they don't have the guts to pull a move like that. But Yeah, it's kind of surprising to me. I mean, even though we all agreed to saying that he didn't do the best job, like it, it seemed like even before the season, they kind of set up their, you know, their coaching staff to to see Doc Rivers for at least yeah. a few more few seasons or you know, however long this run was supposed to go. But hey, they made that move and... I think it's the right one, but yeah. Did you guys see this? Um, it was actually a really funny time. I, I was just chilling on Netflix this afternoon before the podcast. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's this like new documentary series out on Netflix called like Coaches. And um, they've like different different sports and different teams and coaches. And guess what the NBA one is? It's about Doc Rivers and his, like, oh, and his time with the Celtics and the Clippers and, and everything <laughs> like that. And I think that today was the first day that it had come out. And of course, the news broke today that he's been fired. So. Yeah. Bit awkward. It's <laughs> all just about praising. Yeah, it's not, yeah, he's he's, he's a great coach, and he's yeah. you know he's good with the the players, and 
I was watching it going, man, this is a bit awkward. Times <laughs> <laughs> have changed, eh? Yeah, so that's a bit funny. But um, do we do we have any predictions with who the Clippers should replace him with? I mean, I'm going to beat the drum of Kenny Atkinson again. <laughs> Anyone who asks, well, who's the best coach out there? I'm going to say Kenny Atkinson at this point. Um, do you guys have anyone else that you want to throw out there? Jeff Van Gundy. I want to see. <laughs> at this point, I'm just, I just want to see Jeff Van Gundy as a coach. I Jeff really, Van Gundy. I, mean, I thought he was one of the frontrunners. Honestly, apparently he's definitely on the on the short list. So, when when was the last time Jeff Van Gundy coached a team? Like an NBA team would have been like 2008 with the Rockets or something like that. Was he with the Rockets then? Yeah. yeah fuck. Maybe 2007. That was ages ago. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. It'd be funny to see him out there. I mean, I was listening to his commentary in the Celtics, and he was he was pointing out some some good things and some things that like I agreed with with mm. like what the Celtics should be doing. Yeah. Um, so he I, definitely knows his X's and O's, and he's yeah. had some pretty high profile um, players. So yeah, I'd like to see him just just to see what, if his commentary kind of matches with his. I don't. His I don't know. I feel like this is like a team that's like the stakes are too high to like <laughs> yeah. take a run like that. Like you know throw in Stan Van Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy or yeah. any one of the Gundys <laughs> I don't know I just feel like that's like too high a profile team what do you reckon Cal? Um, I'd probably go I feel like Kenny Atkinson would be the best fit he's a great coach and I think he'd do a good job there um, I doubt Jeff Van Gundy will get a job I, um, I do like Jeff Van Gundy he actually does point out some good points I feel like he usually rips into the stupid rules of the NBA and pays them out a fair bit when he broadcasts <laughs> but um, look I can yeah. appreciate him I'd I doubt he will get the job. I'm going to go Kenny as my number one. Yeah. What, uh, I'll throw another name out there. I, I think I floated this name out for the 76ers, but what about Ty Lue as a, as a name for the, the Clippers? Similar argument, you know, like the chemistry was, was a name, was a word being thrown around for them. Ty Lue's got some experience dealing with superstars and superstar personality. Do we think that maybe his name could be a contender? I think def- he would definitely be in, the, in contention for it. Just specifically for personality wise I think yeah. you know even two a week or two out from now we're hearing a lot of things coming from that locker room and just, yeah. it's just hasn't been the great situation for those players so yeah Tyler is a pretty good idea I reckon so the one thing that he's got that you know someone like Kenny Atkinson or uh, even a Stan Van Gundy or a Jeff Van Gundy doesn't have is he's won a child he's won a title so mm. he's been there he's done that he's won it with a team that was the underdogs so um i think that the clippers might look at that favorably and i, I have heard his name being thrown around in a few different circles so and it wouldn't we, be we one that, that, that um, one wouldn't shock me we do know that history always repeats itself right and um he was the assistant coach he could obviously be brought up into head coach and then win a title just like he did in the Cavs. so yeah there you go yeah he was assistant under um I'm David a doc. Blatt. David oh. Blatt. Oh, David Blatt. Yeah, yeah, but then he then he took over the the Cavs and won it. Yeah, and he was yeah. assistant yeah. under doc, so he was stepping into that role in the Clippers. Yeah, he would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He knows the knows the franchise. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, we'll move on from head coach talk. Just thought that was an interesting one to see. The other big news from today in the um, the uh, we're getting we're getting closer to the off season, so the NBA uh, rumor mill is swirling. There's there's some few players that are unhappy and. Every year we've got some things to talk about, and this time around we've got a couple of paces that are looking to get out. Um, Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner have apparently requested to be moved or to find a, a different home. Um, I believe Oladipo has only got one year left on his salary, and Miles Turner has three years left. So a bit of an interesting move for Miles Turner. Um, and probably interesting for Oladipo as well, being the fact that he's coming off an injured season, like his trade value might not be that high. Um, so we thought we'd take the opportunity today to have a bit of fun with some the, the, the trade machine and <laughs> see if we can find some interesting trades for the, the, the boys that are from uh, Indiana um, and see what we can come up with. So I might throw it over to you first, Jermaine. Um, what, <laughs> sure. what's the trade you got for us uh, well, where, where should Milestone and Oladipo go this is my first time using the ESPN we've got, got a rookie trade machine guy <laughs> so, for me it was just a bunch of clicks and making sure the numbers hey as long as it says green and, and the trade's good it, it's all good alright well my one was first to trade 
Oladipo and Miles Turner. Oh, we got the double. Yeah, both of them in one yep. package yep. to the Golden State Warriors. Oh, I like where this is going. Yeah. And what's and your what's in order, your? In order to make that happen, I had to trade everyone except for Clay, Steph, and Draymond. <laughs> so I got eight. So it's clean and shot. Nine players lined up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and Andrew Wiggins was a big bulk of that. Yeah, that, he's, yeah, he's the big contract he that you have to do. Twenty-seven mil, and then everyone else was less than four million, down to three hundred thousand a year. Surely okay. they throw in like sorry. the first pick as well. Oh, the sorry, the second. Pick. There's no way they'd give up, like as in from the Pacers' point of view. Why would they give up the two best yeah. players? Arguably, the two best players for like not many assets. <laughs> it's a lot of players, like, but it's not many assets. <laughs> Literally negative assets. Like uh, like Andrew Wigan is like a negative asset. So hey, um, apparently the Hollings, the Hollingers analyst says that the Pacers are plus four wins. With that oh, team. plus four wins! <laughs> and the Golden State Warriors are negative twenty eight wins. Oh, the NBA trade machine cannot be wrong there. That, that's got to be fact. Because yeah. five players on that Golden State Warriors. Yeah, because they literally don't have a bench. <laughs> They're left with five players. That'd be a stack starting um, five. Yeah. Though. So interesting to think that's very unlikely that Jermaine, let's be honest. Hey, and I'm sure the veterans can just, you know, the people that just want to win championships, they just want to, they would just take the minimum offer and just waltz onto that Golden State Warrior team. Yeah, well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind. It. I might. I might feature the Warriors in one of my my trade offers uh, later on. Um, Cal, do, do you have a, a trade offer from the trade machine uh, I've for got me? A couple um, trade offers I could throw out there. Um, yeah, hit me, hit me with some spicy ones. I, I did like one trade center centered around um, Covington being traded from Houston for. Um, oh, I like Turner. it. I, I tried to make a for Miles Turner. Yep. It's hard to make the math work. I don't know. Houston might have to throw in another kind of you know expiring contract to get it done. Um, and maybe yep. some other, other assets. The only problem is that the Rockets don't really have any draft picks at all for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, no, um, they, they don't really have any other assets. So, do you think do you think Indiana's taking like a Covington Turner like swap straight up? I don't. Know, I feel like they'd have to throw another first round pick in there, and they've got a couple. I think in the next ten years, so they could throw in. But Houston would or Indiana Houston or, or Indiana Houston. would. So it'd pretty much just be a Miles Can- Turner and. For Covington, it would have to be Covington and something else. That's what I thought. And a pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. See, the, I I was trying to figure out because uh, Houston was a big team that I was I was thinking. You know, mm-hmm. they obviously don't have a freaking center, so you know, a center like this comes along, and it's obviously a team that you think would get involved. But I really struggled to find like a legitimate trade they could put together to acquire like a a man of you know he's not an all star, but you yeah. know he's a decent. You know, big man. He's a modern day big man. Block shots and can stretch the the floor a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, so you're saying that the Covington and Turner like money doesn't even work? Like, it's a bit off. They have to throw, throw in another in? expiring that they could throw in, and then and that's why I think you'd have to attach yeah. picks to it as well. Like, you'd throw in some other yeah, random contract that's on not that. worth anything, and then throw some more picks in to make it done. Um, in terms of, well, yeah. you touch on stats. Uh, Miles Turner, pretty off. Pretty, pretty off year, like just a down year, 12 points. He did put up like the two blocks and the 1.43s, which is pretty rare. Um, yeah. Did he shoot at that? What you sh- what's the percentage? Not, not amazing. I mean, from the field, he only shoots about 46%, and then from three, it's like 44%. Sorry, I'm 34% from, from three. So okay. Not really standout numbers, very average. And I mean, the 12 points don't sh- you know, shoot out. It's really just the blocks in combination with the threes, which can be helpful, but it's still not overly efficient. Yeah, um, but I feel um, like that you, you I, do have to say. I mean, his rebounds are low too, six point six. But you can argue that Sabonis does take a bit of the stats and, away. And from And that's it. my that that's my point that I'm going to make. And it's it, it is quite hard to get a, a, a gauge on the trade value with a couple of these players because you know they've had some down years coming off this last year. Oladipo due more so to injury. Miles Turner, um, I think, really did get affected by the fact that they were playing two bigs, like in um, Sabonis and Turner. So Turner was playing more of like a four, um, and Sabonis was like their, their center. They played a lot of minutes next to each other. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of a believer that Turner can be a good player on a, on a championship team and be a starting center on, on a really good team. Um, he's someone that I would want on my team. Like he's, he's the kind of guy that I think would thrive better as a center than playing next to another big man who can't really shoot. I think he needs to be like that, 
you know, shot blocking, three-point shooting. Mm. Uh, I think the rebounds are something he can work on, but in a like a solid defensive structured team, there's no reason I don't think his rebounds can improve. So if he's like the sole big on a team, I, I see some upside in, in getting Turner, especially when his value is lower than I think it, it reflects his ability. So um, it'd be interesting to see what the other NBA teams think. I mean, he's not the most lateral moving player, which is really crucial in today's NBA. So could potentially get exposed in the pick and rolls, but definitely does have some value out there. Oh, I'll throw um, out another trade. What about... I was thinking... Yeah. I was thinking another couple of teams that came to mind that really could use yep. him would be if Philly do decide to trade Joel Embiid, get rid of Joel, bring Miles in. Miles would work well with uh, Ben Simmons. Just an idea throwing out there. Yeah. You might need a third team to be involved because obviously what, you're, you're so, just so pairing up a bead and Sabonis, which makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, but, um, no, you're, just, you're doing a straight thing, but I mean, it's an upgrade. It, it's Yeah, I feel like that'd be a great fit for the Sixers if they do decide to go down that path. Um, another team I threw out there is the um, the Pelicans. I feel like the Pelicans, they, they have heaps of assets, um, heaps of young assets where they could just put a big contract like JJ Redick attached like a... Alexander Walker or I don't know someone that's obviously got some potential um, maybe even a draft pick or whatever it will it is just to bring him in and because his rebounded stats has never really shot out off the page I feel like you pair that with a Zion um, especially when Miles can stretch the four that's what you need with Zion to really just attack um, get into the paint be what you know does what he does do best so um, that's definitely yeah. probably a good fit in my um, yeah. opinion it's also, I guess, a question on like what what direction do we think the Pacers are going? Like, like in return, are they asking for young players and draft picks? Do they want like a good like comparable level player? Like, are they like still trying to make the playoffs? Um, in my opinion, if they're getting rid of these two players, they're they're not a playoff team. Um, like, I don't. I mean, and maybe I've just been. Uh, a pacer hater I mean I don't know I just, I just, I've never really believed in this team I, I don't see an upside in this team I think they really should just try and bottom it out start again I, I don't know they, they, they lost their coach like I just feel like this is the perfect time for them to just fully you know gut out the team get assets um, next year's draft is supposed to be a decent draft class um, so I feel like I feel like that's you're forgetting. What they should I should be asking for, but I don't know if it is. I feel like you're forgetting yeah. All Star, Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. Rich. Win now, dude. Win now. I think um, that the play, other players like TJ Warren, who we just saw. I know he was oh, the bubble MVP. <laughs> but they have still have TJ Warren, Michael Brogdon, and potentially Jeremy Lamb as like a sixth player. And, okay. and that's just as Callum was saying, it's the bonus. I think these players have all shown all good stuff. promise, at least even make the playoffs. You're trying to sell me on TJ Warren and Jeremy Lamb. I mean, come on, you're I kidding know, me. I'm, I'm, I like I'm more, I'm, I like Brogdon, though. Brogdon's he's there only, really like, yeah, he's a great player. And I think he can be a potential all-star, honestly. Potentially, and maybe like Sabonis a Sabonis is already as an all-star. That's still a playoff team in the East. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think Sabonis makes another all-star team. Ooh, I think he's getting better. <laughs> You take Miles out, he, that man's going to be... He'll put, up, he'll put up similar stats, but, I mean, unless they bring in some good talent, yeah. uh, I don't see the Indiana Pacers being that team up there that is deserving of Sabonis getting an all-star nod. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I, I was somewhat surprised to see him make it this year. Mm. Um, You've seen his numbers, man. I don't know they're just numbers. I know. Numbers on a four-seed team. He's, That's what I'm saying. I, don't, I think if they get rid of these players, they're a seventh, eighth seed at best um, in the East. I mean, in the East, they, they can make the playoffs. But like, what's that going to get you long term? Do you really want to be like the um, who is the Orlando Magic? Mm-hmm. Like, do you really want to be that team? No, you'd, you'd rather just bottom out, tank, you know, trust the process, mm-hmm. and go that way. I mean, that's just my thoughts. But I can see, I can see Oladipo and Miles getting some pretty good value, or like getting finding some, oh, like. Gonna, I think some teams are going to reach for the for yeah. those players. I feel like honestly. to a degree, both of them are kind of overrated, you know, because Oladipo, mm. since he's had his injury, hasn't really looked like Oladipo, but you could sell yeah. on the perspective, oh, he's going to come back and be just as good. And then you have yeah. Miles Turner, who it's like, oh, he's got so much potential. He's, you know, he led the league in blocks, you know, 2.7 blocks last season kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you could, I feel like, and there'll be someone out there to throw their chips in and, and take them on and kind of overpay. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like they could cash in on the like the Bam out of bio like hype right now as well. Like everyone's kind of got that flavor in their mouth. Like mm. everyone's like, yeah, Bam's sick. Oh, Miles Turner, he blocks shots. Like he could be like Bam, kind of, yeah. you know, cash in on that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I hope that the GMs and the NBA teams are smarter than that out there and actually see that he's not even close to a player as Bam is. <laughs> but <laughs> I could see that actually going down. Cough, cough. The Knicks. I don't know. <laughs> Getting another big man in there. Let, let me throw some trades at you boys I've got I've got three ones two of them I don't really see happening but the last one I think is potential I'm actually you probably can't predict trades but I think this has opened up as a, a bit of a trade option that that I could actually see happening I'll get I'll get my home a pick out of the way the Celtics <laughs> here's what I think this is, the, this is the trade that makes them <laughs> this is this is what gives the Celtics the championship next year here we go so um, the Celtics get Miles Turner and Doug McDermott okay McBuckets. Follow me here. Mm-hmm. McBuckets. Big, big uh, Dougie McDermott. So Indiana will get Gordon Hayward, Robert Williams, and picks 14, 25, and 30 in this year's draft. Who says no? I think that's a good trade. Yeah. It's a good trade? I think that's a good trade. Let's go. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Sign the paper. As a Celtics fan, I'm not saying no. Let's go. I would yeah. say it's... What do yeah, you think, Cal? It's, it's, um, it just makes a bit of sense. I feel like those three picks, it's a really bad draft. And, well, it's, it's a weird not a draft. good draft. It's a weird draft. Like no one really knows what's yeah. happening in this draft. So you could get a steal in the in that range. So maybe there are. There can is I just say? Here. Can I just say at pick fourteen, there's been some steals at pick fourteen. Can I remind you that Tyler Hero was pick fourteen in last <laughs> year's draft? And look how that's turned out. You know, like and if you know pick twenty five, you know you, Kyle Kuzma was pick twenty seven. Sure You've got Rudy Gobert was a late first round pick. I'm pretty sure pick fourteen last draft was Michael Porter Jr. By the way. Yeah. I'll, I'll I think I was thirteen. Fact checker now, but he was he was around the mark. Like he yeah. was he was close. Yeah, some good plays. I'm pretty sure the Celtics passed him up to go for. Um, he was you know, the 14th pick the, in 2018. Yeah, yeah. 14th pick. Yeah, because oh, we 20th, was number 13th. I, I, I think. Tyler I'm Hero. definitely sure it was 14. How good is Tyler Hero, by the way? Should yeah. we touch on that? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk <laughs> on him in a second. <laughs> I'm just saying that I would, I would love to have a Miles Turner on the Celtics. You know, I think he'd be a perfect fit for us. You know, yeah. um, it, it'd be starting good. Center? Starting center. I think it'd be good to have our best five players actually be able to play on the court at the same time. And we'll talk about the Celtics in a second. That's one of their major, <laughs> major things that they need to address. But So that, that's my homer pick. My other pick was the Pelicans um, as a trade. So Hear me out with this one. This one's probably a bit far-fetched, but we'll see how we go. So New Orleans gets Miles Turner. Indiana gets Darius Miller, Josh Hart, Nicolo Melli, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jackson Hayes, and pick 13. So a lot of young players in there. Uh, I threw in Darius Miller just to make that. That's a lot of assets there, man. That, yeah, it's a lot of assets. I'd say Indiana's winning that. Do you think Indiana would say yes to that? I I think they're they're winning that trade. Really? I, if I'm, if I'm New yes, Orleans, I'd do that trade every day of the week. Well, well that's what I think. I think Miles New Orleans should get it. Like, I reckon though. it's a that's great a like, fit. For that's both. a perfect fit, Nessa Zion. Perfect fit. Someone who can stretch the floor, a shot blocker. Zion can get your rebounds. Mm. Zion can push the floor. Like, tell me a better fit next to... I think, I think Jackson Hayes does a pretty good job. As a he can't shoot. I know like, he can't shoot. And he's it, not as polished as Miles Turner. But yeah. you're giving away... A few more of those assets that could potentially be yeah. solid players, which I, I think that's um, that's leading into in Indiana's um, Indiana's way. Okay, well, I, I was thinking that Indiana was getting the short stick there, but if you <laughs> if you guys reckon you know that that you know Indiana win that, then maybe that's a spicy trade. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a that's a good deal for New Orleans because that would accelerate them. That would allow them to keep someone like a Drew Holiday mm. and and push them into like that win now kind of mode, um, and that would be a good demonstration. They keep. In this scenario, they keep JJ Redick. Um, they've got Brandon Ingram. They've got Zion. They've got Lonzo. You know, there's like a, a very good starting five. And like you're sacrificing depth, obviously, but you know, I think some players would be willing to I, come I along with a cheap they, deal. They do become that playoff contending team, definitely. Yeah. Way, so. um, and and assuming Zion's health and, and mm. everything like that, like you you're looking pretty good there. And you got mm. Mike D'Antoni. All right, last trade as well. Like. Got a great team. <laughs> oh yeah, Mike D'Antoni. Oh, tell me that's not a fucking title contender. <laughs> tell me that's not a title contender. All right, last last one here, and this is the one that I that I actually think. Now, judging on what you guys actually think of Miles Turner, you may think this might be a bit overkill. But if I'm the Warriors, I do I do this. Okay. The Golden State Warriors, Miles Turner, 
So Warriors get Miles Turner and TJ Warren. Indiana get Andrew Wiggins and the second pick. Who says no? Oi, I've got you stumped. Make me think about that one. You make me think about so that. So the, the Warriors get rid of Andrew Wiggins' contract mm-hmm. and they get the bubble MVP in TJ Warren as their starting small forward. They get a center, a proven center in Miles Turner. And then they, they unfortunately give up the number two pick. But in a draft where the best two players are clearly combo guards, um, you know, James Wiseman's name has been thrown out. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, I don't think he's someone that I would want on my team or, or that I think is a good fit in the current NBA. Mm. I'd much rather have a proven talent in, you know, Miles Turner. Yeah. It gives them, the Warriors, their window again to be a title contender with a good solid starting five. You know? That is a spicy one. What do you think? I, I think... Ooh. Maybe maybe you get Indiana's pick like later in the draft as like a bit of compensation. Yeah, I think I think they. Oh, man, it's tough. Eh? I mean, there is that Andrew Wiggins contract as well floating. You know what I mean? That's an awful contract. Like to get contract. off that contract would be a huge win for the Warriors. Yeah. Like that's a negative asset if I've ever seen one. Like it's like that or Al Horford like as the worst contracts in the NBA. Like, I'm pretty sure Wiggins is getting over $30 million a year for multiple years. Mm. I just know that Warriors are definitely, next season, they're, they're locking in to win their championship. And, but that's does, what I think this does trade Miles does. Miles Turner make, him, make them a championship team? I think Miles Turner, Miles Turner and TJ Warren is an improvement over, say, like uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins and yeah. the number two pick. I think those two players just compared side by side mm. you're a better team with those two players yeah. on your team I, I think um, yeah no I, I, I agree with that it's definitely a win now move like yeah. they're they're sacrificing their future yeah. um, but I think that's what the Warriors want to do you know you've got Steph Curry there yeah, yeah I definitely agree they want to be win now I'm not sure if they, that is the win now move through within I mean obviously we have to use Indiana for this yeah. what we're doing here I mean, maybe Oladipo is the play. Like, you know, do you, I, I didn't, I couldn't really justify like Oladipo coming in instead of TJ Warren. Yeah. I don't know if that's too much to ask for for Oladipo and TJ Warren, but that that could be a play as well. But I really think that that number two pick now has a few scenarios that it can get traded. Whereas before, I didn't really see a trade yeah. partner out there um, for that number two pick. Yeah. But I'm agreeing, so they should tra- trade that pick, though. They definitely should try, um, but whether or not they get the right pieces back, I, gotta, I, I think that would be spicy. They're trading that pick 100%. Cool. Let's go. I told you. I, I said I had one <laughs> one trade that I thought was going to happen, so <laughs> let's lock that in. All right, well, let's um, let's leave the uh, the, the fake trades and the, the, the trade machine for now. Um, maybe we'll revisit that, for, revisit that a bit more in the off-season as more players get unhappy and want to leave. Um, let's move on to... We've, we've had a couple of... Um, we're, we're down to the final two teams. So before we talk about the finals preview, just want to pour one out for the teams that have left um, in the Denver Nuggets and the Boston Celtics. I want to start with these Denver Nuggets because they've been one of the best underdog stories in the playoffs so far. Two series down 3-1, both times coming back, toppling the championship favorites in the the LA Clippers, um, you know, causing Doc Rivers to lose his job and <laughs> the Clippers curse to reign supreme. Um, you've got to say that they had a successful season. Um, they didn't make the finals, but I don't think anyone expected them to do this well. Um, what do we think about the Denver Nuggets? What do we think about Jamal Murray and, and his you know ascension to superstardom? Do we think that this is... The Denver Nuggets, are they a perennial title contender? How do we think they're going to look moving forward? I think um, moving forward, they're, they're going to be contender, title contenders for a few years now, honestly. They're a young I, team. Even like You asked me this question probably like a series before. I would yep. have said, oh, you know, Utah was, they're a good team. They beat the good teams. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to make it through the next round. They beat the Clippers. Even then, I still didn't even say, oh, they beat the Clippers. Good job, but even against the, against this Lakers team, I, I think the Lakers were definitely a, a lot better team. But they still played, and um, I saw some flashes from Jamal. They're just like he's definitely turned the corner, and he's the real deal. Yep, yep, definitely. What do you think, Cal? I am super excited for. I was watching Jamal Murray in the like this the whole playoffs, man. Like some of the moves that he's doing, I kind of just think to myself, crazy. Like, is, is this guy like now? maybe one of my top five players to watch in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. He's like, he has shot up the list so fast. Like none of us even considered him for our top 15. Oh, absolutely like, ridiculous. Like you look at, um, so in, in the playoffs, 19 games, like a lot of games they played. 
26 and a half decent points. sample size yeah like a, exactly sorry 26 and a half points um you know over six um assists about five rebounds like that's some pretty ridiculous stats and then in terms of efficiency he's, he's shooting like 15 and a half percent from the field 45 percent from three which is ridiculous um so so if I remember correctly, those those numbers, and we were talking about this before we started recording the pod. If you go back to that, like big, the second MVP season of Steph Curry, the those numbers are like they're fairly similar. You know, I think Steph average averaged over thirty points a game, yeah. so an extra four points. He probably took more threes um, than Jamal Murray is taking, but but maybe not by much. Like those numbers are comparable to like prime Steph Curry numbers, um, and he's done it over nineteen games in the playoffs. You know, yeah. against quality oppositions in you know Utah's a stingy defense the Clippers we're saying is one of the best defenses in the league um, against the Lakers who you know have LeBron James and Anthony Davis so this is like this is superstardom level of, yeah. of, of talent here so you know this is like I, I expect that this is going to be the Jamal Murray we see moving forward and you think he averages this at like similar numbers next season or even look more? maybe not this level but but you know he's going to be in the conversation for like top ten. You know uh, yeah. that sort of range in terms of um, moving forward for the next you know five years you're or saying, so. You're saying he's a top um, ten player. Is that what you're saying? Potentially, I, I wouldn't Ooh. put a pass him. I mean, <laughs> if you if you would I mean, rank him, okay, let's rank him right now. Where would you put him? This roughly. Roughly, um, I'd probably say in like that 11, 11 range, like just right. outside. But you know, I've got players like like um, Joel Embiid. I've got big question marks over. Yeah. You know, um, so he he's moving out. Paul George was initially at my eleven spot. He's going way back. You know, there's there's a few moving moving pieces around there. I mean, would you take him over Jokic? Like that's a debate. Like I had him inside my top ten. You know, in terms of. You know, Jokic on the defensive side of things is, is a bit of a liability. So, yeah, who knows? But and they've got both of them on the same team, so it doesn't really matter. So, <laughs> plus yeah. they're young, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, Jokic is tw- like twenty five, and Murray's like twenty three or twenty four or stuff like that. Yeah, ridiculous. And they do complement each other's game very well. I mean, take the defense out of it. If you surround them, I guess, with defensive players, it'll work a bit better on on that end. But offensively, they they really do click that pick and pop game. Mm. Um, Jamal's handles so nasty these days, man. Some of the moves he pulls off. They, this looks like a yo-yo, <laughs> and it's like... Uh, He's looking like Curry out there. Literally. He, Kyrie well, he literally reminds me shot. of Steph Curry. Like, Steph Curry's MVP. So he yeah. looks, like, looks like Mitch touched on. Like, he literally is reminding me so much of that. His shot is so nice. It's, it's so good to watch. It always looks like it's going in. He looks so confident too. Like he looks like he's just in that zone, like that Steph Curry zone, where he just believes that every shot's going to go in. So, yeah. um, I, I, I think the next evolution for him as well is, I think we throughout the playoffs, people weren't quite doubling him just because they were thinking, oh, he's, he's got to cool just, off. He's got to cool off at some <laughs> yeah. point, and then yeah, he just kept making shots. And I think during the Lakers, that's when they. They definitely made an emphasis, you know, after seeing two series. Of they were blitzing him. Down. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely blitzing him. So it's gonna, that's the evolution of, you know, trying to make his teammates better and yep. trying to make the next play after that. And I think that's where his teammates are going to step up. Like one glaring, obvious sort of way that they can improve is someone like a Michael Porter Jr. Mm. taking that next step and becoming a legitimate, um, like, scoring threat every time down the floor. Yeah. Um, I made an outrageous claim that I thought he was going to be their best player in a few years, <laughs> but I don't know. You might not be looking so that? good right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say top three. <laughs> he might overtake Jokic. I don't know. Um, but the big three that can't he, play any he, yeah, the, the, the team's definitely lacking defense. So that's yeah. an obviously another glaring weakness. But um, I think if Michael Porter Jr. can step up and be that third guy, I think you know we were talking about do they have to go out and trade for someone and get another you know quality player in in that side for them to be an actual contender? Like, what do you guys think? Do they need to make a move or is it? more just trust the system trust the process I don't think they do honestly I think we just need a good healthy season from one Gary Harris yeah missing Will Barton as well Will Barton was injured this these playoffs wasn't he was he or was he just just opted not he just opted not to enter the bubble I believe oh okay but I mean Gary Harris is a great defender that's healthy throughout the season and kind of is integrated into that system a bit more and also just Jeremy Grant as well he was incredible over that over the, over this playoffs, yep. and I think he's just going to shine even more. He's going to he's obviously going to demand a lot more money, but if he can come through for the Nuggets, 
That's a pretty good defensive lineup, and with some good size and with some good pace, with um, playing with Jokic, I think they got a pretty good uh, future just with who they got right now. So you're saying you're saying run it back? I think you just run it back and just try to you know, mature these players a little yep. bit more because they're, since they're so young. What do you reckon, Carl? Um, I'm kind of on Jermaine's side here. I feel like they stick with their guns because they are so young. And then maybe in two yep. years' time, you could try and spice it up a bit. But I'd probably adjust the starting mm. lineup. I would go... Um, I'd probably go Gary Harris and Jamal as your guards and then try and put try and get Michael Porter Jr. as the, as the three, uh, get Grant at the four, and then Jokic mm. as the five and just make yeah. it all kind of like a yeah. use lineup. See, see where that takes you. Have some yeah. bets off so the Paul, bench. So like Paul, Paul, Paul Millsap off the bench. Well, he's, well, he's an unrestricted free agent this offseason, so um, you know he might not even be with the team. I mean, I don't know. He's 35 next season. So. He's getting really old. He's getting yeah. – like he might even bloody retire for all we know, but yeah. – um, he, he wasn't looking very... I mean, he had a little stretch there and uh, I think it was in the Clippers series, I yeah. think game four or five, um, where he put on a few bars, like key baskets, but I don't think he's... He, I think he's beyond his days of being a starting player in the league. I think he's sort of role now is to be a, a backup and a bit of a mentor yeah. come on stretch the floor a little bit play some solid defense but i think he's no longer at that starting level yeah. talent wise and i think seeing the shooting from jeremy grant this this off i mean this um playoffs yes it definitely shows some promise that he can play that stretch four position and yep. just open that court up so much for Jokic to just just and he and he can take more threes, Jeremy Grant. Definitely, he's yeah. he's he's one of those players that doesn't like to take them, but he shoots them at a good clip. So yeah. I think when he actually starts to believe in himself a bit more and take more of a threes, it will open up the court even more. Mm-hmm. When and they're already got a, a space court out there. Um, yeah. So um, I, I tend to agree a bit more sort of internal growth rather than seeking out and, and getting another player. Um, we always seem to pick on the coaches, but I don't really like their coach. I don't know. I feel like they can get a better coach out there I've never really been a fan of Mike Malone I don't know why I just feel like he makes dumb decisions he, <laughs> look to be fair he did really well in the playoffs yeah. but in the regular season he just tinkers and yeah. plays around and experiments with these really dumb yeah. things but um, you know at least he put it together in the playoffs though so you know maybe maybe to his credit he was just trying some things out and you know what? They haven't even unleashed their biggest weapon yet. Bowl, bowl. <laughs> bowl, bowl is the answer. Is that the answer? <laughs> That's the answer. You know, he's coming on, you know. The next Giannis Antetokounmpo. You heard it, you heard it here first. He's got the length. Uh, I don't know about that, though. The, the old seven-foot lineup. I, I, I definitely see him uh, playing a, a bigger role next season. Maybe. Just, just for like 15, 20 minutes. Because he can, he can shoot the, that he, shot. He can do the Boban minutes kind of thing, yeah, you know, exactly. like yeah. every now and again. Chuck him in just for some shot blocking when they need stints of defense. Yeah. Or some, someone to you know, stretch the floor. But yeah. I'm just yeah, curious to see how that guy goes. Something tells me, though, that I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm just a Nuggets hater, but I just, I don't, I don't believe this team yet. I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like this was it you know <laughs> I, and I have no basis to say that on even though I think Jamal Murray is going to be Jamal Murray I don't know I just I don't believe in a team that's like got Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic as their best players yeah. and maybe it's just the fact that it's a point guard and a center I just this kind of NBA I just feel like you can't win with a point guard or a center unless they're playing unbelievable which is a possibility but I don't know. I just don't know if that's the the, the remedy for success. Yeah. I, I definitely wasn't. I, I was. I, I'm on. I was a similar uh, thinking as you. I wasn't a big believer in, in Denver at all. But I think the biggest difference is now that Jamara Murray has kind of turned that corner and he seems yeah. to have like found a rhythm in the NBA. If he can, he needs to legitimately similar, be that player yeah, every game. Every game, and yeah. if he can do that, which is a big task to do over a full season, if he can do that, I think that's where they do become. A great team. Yeah. So it's all yeah. up to Jamal Murray at the moment. We'll see how we go. Um, and that's that's where I say I think Michael Porter Jr. is the key there. So because if he can blossom into that like star level player, then I think that's when they become a difference maker. Uh, we'll move on to the other team. Um, I don't want to spend too long on these guys because it makes me too sad just to talk about it. But <laughs> the Boston Celtics wasn't our year again. Third again. year in a row we've again. we've sort of I think. You know, last year we got bounced out in the second round. The year before that was conference finals, losing to LeBron. Mm. Another early finish, short of the NBA finals. I really thought this was going to be our year we'd make the finals. And, and I was going to the Heat series. I was confident. And I still, to this day, think that we are the better team <laughs> that played 
the, the but the Miami Heat played the better basketball. Like I feel like we lost that series, and I will highlight two games. Game two, where um, we had the seventeen point lead going into in the in the second quarter, late in the second quarter, um, and I think it was game four as well that we had some really dumb turnovers at the end and, and the stretch and, and basically lost it. Um, to, to Miami's credit, they played exceptional basketball and I'm a big fan of their their schemes and defensive things, but I really think that the, the Celtics let one slip here and I think this is going to be a really regrettable opportunity that they missed mm-hmm. moving forward. It's painful. I know we're young. I know like Jason Tatum <laughs> is 22 years old, but you know, I, I just I feel like this was an opportunity that we could have actually made some noise and and contended the Lakers in the finals but wasn't to be wasn't to be um do we think that like I'm in the other opinion that we we run it back make some small tweaks do you guys think that we should make any moves I mean I would love to trade Gordon Hayward on his his last year of his deal um but don't know if that's going to be the case what do you guys think the Celtics should do moving forward Um, I'll jump in and I'll just say I do agree what you're saying this could have been your opportunity Mitch I'll be honest because I'm pretty been. sure oh, no, Jason Tatum is getting paid. And when that oh, yeah. happens, you're already, you're already paying Kemba. Um, I believe you gave Jalen Brown a contract um, in the offseason last season. Is that right? Close to a, close to a max contract, yep. He got paid. Yep. He's going to so, be... Um, so this next season, got, he'll be worth a lot. You've already got Gordon Haywoods in the books as well. And yep. if there's any opportunity to trade him, it's when it's expiring. Because obviously before that, there was this one of the worst contracts in the league. Not his fault. It was just a gruesome injury. And it's just unfortunate. Yeah. So it was a bit of bad it's luck. It's been so unlucky. On that end. Um, but yeah. look, this year really could have been your year, man. I, I, I don't know what else I can say. I, you're not going to have any more cap space after you pay Jason Tatum. So I don't know how you really... No. You have to lure in, I guess, people in the minimum. And I don't know how good a players you can do that. You have no great It's going to be that buyout market, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's still a pretty good, um, you know, what do you, uh, situation anyway because oh, definitely from, from what I saw I think the biggest I mean two things two players that stood up by far I mean I, I, we already knew that Jason Tatum was going to be his, this was already going to be his coming out party or he's already done this in the playoffs before I think Jalen Brown definitely stepped up huge yep. he's definitely got my respect he's going to be an all-star next year yep and I, when when the when um commentators oh, I can't remember who it was saying when they're saying that he, he was going to be he was supposed to be an all-star this year I was just like what? I mean, I think um, if memory serves me, he was close to scoring, or if not, he did score twenty points a game this yeah, year. Every single um, game, I think. So, and he made, he actually had a big improvement in his infi- his efficiency, his free throw percentage, and his three point shooting um, improved yeah. significantly. Um, he's always been a solid defender. Yeah. Um, lacks a bit of that like ball creating like um, like passing ability that yeah. like Tatum has definitely shown these playoffs, mm-hmm. um, which is a big reason. Um, like I said about Jamal Murray, I think Tatum is like hands down entrenched in a top ten um, player in the NBA, and I think can push. Like legitimately a top five sort of level level player yeah. in next year. It wouldn't surprise me if he was an MVP level yeah. sort of player next year. He's that talented. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we've got talent. Like you know, we've got all these draft picks. We've got three first round picks that we can, yeah. you know, we can strike gold in. I, I believe that Robert Williams is going to be our center of the future. I think, um, you know, even if we make no moves, um, I could see a scenario where Robert Williams comes in as our starting center moving forward, and maybe we play matchup based at that center position, which we have been doing anyway. The biggest concern for me, and I alluded to this earlier, is that we can't get our best five players on the court at one time. Because our best five players are Kemba, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. Yeah. Five guys, all six, eight, all shorter. <laughs> and it's, it's frustrating because when the crunch time hits we're either forced to play small ball or we're going to have a talented player sitting on the bench there that, yeah. that can't contribute so and I think that's I think they, they, they should be trading honestly yeah but in saying that I don't want to trade I don't want to trade Kemba I don't want to trade I mean Kemba you, you might be able to talk me into if I get a really good mm. player back he's the only person I can be talked into I'm not trading Marcus Smart his salary is excellent for his level of talent and he's the engine to the team Jalen Brown and Tatum just work so well together mm. look I'll trade Gordon Hayward any day of the week but I just don't <laughs> see what we're getting gotta get, got get back for him yeah. unless my Miles Turner trade I think he could, <laughs> comes back I think trading Marcus Smart could be a something no, no, no I'm not trading Marcus Smart I'm telling you right now Marcus Smart is going to retire is so high right now 
No. And, and he does... I know he does everything. Because he's that good. I know. But you, you got players like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown who are... I guarantee you will fill that gap. No, you're you're you crushing my heart, Hitch, man. They will fill that gap. <laughs> no, you won't. He's such a good defender. Both, even Jason Taylor as well. I think Marcus Smart can get you something really important. Marcus, Marcus Smart is like a son to me. Like a, like a <laughs> son that's my age. <laughs> well, I guess you're going to die with him, mate. <laughs> man, I, I, could, I could never trade Marcus Smart. Like, and, and this is funny because two years ago, I was like, can we get rid of Marcus Smart? Because <laughs> yeah. he was so frustrating. But... He has improved so much as a shooter, and that has completely turned him around. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I think you know maybe you know I, I, I'm I'm keen to see what um, some of our draft picks turn into. Like we seem to be good at drafting decent players. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if this is a long shot, but Romeo Langford, I'm actually like kind of excited to see what he can do. Um, I see potential there. He's he's a long sort of guy. We're working on his shot a bit, so he's one of those guys that can step in. But the the big guy situation is is yeah. the biggest concern. Do you win now? Win now. Oh, win now. We, I, I, we we can we can win now. Like I, next year, <laughs> yeah, win now. I, win I, five years later as well. Yes, we've we've got like we've got a window, but I just don't want to be the OKC or the yeah. like '90s Orlando Magic, where we've got all this potential and we just never we never get a chip because. Yeah. There's so much talent. The coach is there. You know, I feel like the, the team buys into each other. Like, they play for each other. They're smart. Um, so, just don't want to waste it, you know. <laughs> We've got five years, but let's not, let's not be too patient. Let's, yeah. let's put our chips into the middle and, and make a move. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how we go. Um, let's move on to the winners and stop talking about all these losers. <laughs> um, We've got the NBA Finals to talk about. Now, I'm going to start with you, Cal. You're... Um, yeah, Miami Heat. They they beat my Celtics. Do you think they have what it takes to overcome a LeBron-led Lakers team? What what what's your take? Um, should I just go into my prediction, or should I? I don't know. It's a tough question. Yeah, let's hit um, up the prediction. Let's let's just get out of the way. What what, what are you predicting this series, and, and tell me why? I, I'm gonna I'll go. I'm gonna have to go Lakers in six, which I guess kind of answers Ooh. your question. But wow. If, okay. If I were to give like. Miami Heat like a percentage chance of winning. I I give them yeah. I give them a fighter's chance. They'd have like a good maybe 25-30% chance of of really doing okay. a bit of a, stealing a win here. Um it, it's going to be a good series. Like don't get me wrong, obviously Miami's full of vets, heaps of bodies to similar to with Giannis, heaps of bodies to throw at Giannis, to make a wall. You can do a similar concept to LeBron James. Um so that helps and then you got Bam to guard um Anthony Davis, which is probably one of the best you know, long, defensive, agile, athletic bigs that you really can throw at him. So it'll be a good mm-hmm. series, good good matchups. Um, I want to see more from Jimmy Butler. He played a lot better in that Milwaukee series, I thought, than he did against um, Boston. Closed out a few games, like he always does, but still a bit underwhelming. Um, I reckon this, this could be this could be his... Um, look, if, if they win a championship led behind <laughs> Jimmy Buckets, I mean, like, that's just ridiculous. I'm going to buy a jersey. I'm going to buy... Every single colorway you get for that jersey. There'll be a signature shoe release. The, the blue one. The, the new Jimmy yeah. Butler shoe is going to be released. I'm going to wear those every day. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to handle it. But you'll so, take so, you, you okay, give a and, chance. And, well, I'll get to my pick in a second. I just want to get your, before we move on to Jermaine, um, we're going to pick also our finals MVP. So based on your okay. prediction, who's, who's your finals MVP? It's going to be, it's, it's going to be LeBron. LeBron James. It's going to be LeBron. Yep. Yeah. He's more valuable big, big than take. Davis. Hot take my, here. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Jermaine, best. do you think your Lakers do you think your Lakers can win it? Yes, they can win it. Oh, here <laughs> we go. <laughs> they can win it. And I think... How many games? I say six as well. Six? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So they've won every series so far in five. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think this is like the hardest hardest thing they've had to face so far? I think so this far? will be the hardest one. I'm not surprised if it's a seven, but I think this is going to be a tough series. Just from seeing how good Miami have been this entire playoffs, they've been so consistent execution, offense and defense. Whatever the teams have thrown at them, like big, massive respect to beat to beat the Boston Celtics and do it in the way they did it. Man, it's what about be a tough Milwaukee one as well, Lakers. man? They destroyed Milwaukee. They almost swept. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Giannis went down, and obviously, and I think I think Milwaukee was they kind of showed just they had glaring weaknesses. Limited, yeah, yeah, how limited they were offensively. Yeah, so, and. Once uh, Miami was able to pick that apart, you know, it became a bit of a bit of a sweep after that. But yeah, like it's, it's going to be a tough one. Who's, who's your finals MVP? 
got LeBron. You've got LeBron. LeBron's going to do LeBron things. Yep. And he's going to, regardless of who's on him, even though they, they're going to have, as, as Callum was saying, they're going to have Butler, Crowder, Iggy, Dennis Jones Jr. probably as well. Yeah. Or, or just in his way, but he's still going to be able to just do what he does. I'm picking the heat. Picking heat. <laughs> I'm picking oh, the heat. I'm, I'm going out on a limb, and I'm picking heat in seven. I is think this the first series that you pick the heat so far in the playoffs. It is the first series I picked the heat. <laughs> <laughs> they won me over. They won me over. I'm going out on a limb. I'm, I'm picking the heat, yeah. and this is my reason: the Lakers in these playoffs. I don't want to say cakewalk, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say they've had favorable matchups every single round. Mm-hmm. Every single round, they've versed, whether it's the Trailblazers, the Houston Rockets, or the Nuggets, they've versed teams with no interior defense, poor um, perimeter defense as well. So players like LeBron, players like Anthony Davis have had field days. They've been ultra-efficient um, when they're aggressive. And even then, there have been times where they've been pretty passive and they've, they've dropped games where I don't think they should have. I, I said they should have swept... Um, the Rockets, I picked them in five against the Nuggets, even though the Nuggets were coming off a huge win, um, just based on matchups, because they, they had no one to stop LeBron, they had no one to stop Anthony Davis. Miami has, and I think the Lakers are not happy to see Miami in the finals versus the Celtics. I think the Celtics had a harder matchup against the Lakers, but the Heat match up much better. Anthony Davis going up against Bam Adebayo is a completely different story against like him going up against um, Jokic or... Yeah. Uh, fucking Covington or <laughs> you know like it's a completely different story Bam Adebayo is if not the best like the second or third best center in the league like he is he has arrived this playoff series he's shooting mid-range shots he's switching on defense there are some plays that when Kemba got a switch on him I was like fuck I don't want Bam guarding Kemba I'd rather have their point guard guard my point guard because the center is a better the perimeter defender um, so and, and then they've, like you said Callum they've got bodies to throw at LeBron you know, Jimmy Butler Jay Crowder you know um, what's the other guy James, James Jones they've so got like Dennis Jones Jr. Yeah. Dennis Jones Jr. Sorry. Solomon Hill as well he could <laughs> Solomon Hill could Iguodala who's given LeBron fits in the past you know multiple bodies to throw at them and, and just their shooting man like like, I kept, when I was watching these Celtics games, I kept thinking, like, surely they can't keep shooting this way. And every time, it was a different player. It, it was Tyler Hero. I know, but, like, it's a, just a different player every time. And I just don't think the Lakers have the firepower. I think the combination of AD and LeBron can win them three games mm-hmm. where they just have huge games. And maybe one or two games, they get some help from a, a Morris or a Rondo or... I don't know, someone, Dwight. I, like, I can't... Who's going to step up apart from LeBron? And, um, you know, playoff I just... Rondo, I feel right? like... Playoff day. Playoff Rondo? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm still a Rondo hater. I, <laughs> I think I think Miami's got the better coach. Um, like, by far. And, and, they, and he's outcoached Brad Stevens. Like, I'll say it. He, he outcoached Brad Stevens in the last series. Um, and, and Brad Stevens is a far better coach than, than the Lakers have. So, mm. I think that... It'll be a close series. I think it's going to be really tough for both teams, but I'm, I'm edging the heat out. Yeah. Hot take. There we go. I yeah, love it, dude. You should have put and, some money in there. And my, my finals MVP will be... Um, my finals MVP will not be Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler is overrated and the media loves him, although they could vote him in. Um, but my finals MVP will be Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. Yeah. yeah. I think he is the best player on the Heat and I think he is going to be the one that stops Anthony Davis, is going to be able to switch on LeBron and he, he'll carry out a scoring load as well. So um, there's my take. Yeah. No, I, I agree with all the, a lot of those takes as well because I think... Um, I think one thing that Miami is definitely going to expose is Lakers three-point shooting. Yeah. And I think that zone is definitely going to force Lakers to just... I don't know if they're going to play a zone, though, against the Lakers. I mean, I feel like the only reason they were in a zone versus the Celtics is because they got exposed in the previous series when the Raptors went to a zone. And the the Heat could see that the Celtics were struggling against it. I don't know if the zone is going to work against the Lakers, and I would I would caution them that they can actually play good man-to-man defense. Yeah. So, I and think I think Spo will do that. Yeah, it, it, even if they play man-to-man defense, they're definitely going to be putting up a wall for mm. LeBron to pass to those shooters. And yeah, you know, Lakers Lakers three-point shooting throughout the season, bottom ten in it's ugly man and it's three, three points attempted. So yep. it's definitely not our strong suit. Spo is going to expose that. So we're going to have to make sure that guys like Caruso and Kuzma are making those backdoor cuts. 
and stuff. If that's what you're backing on, I don't know. Like, but they have been doing that against the Nuggets in other, even previous seasons with an extra hand of Rondo yep. to be able to facilitate that offense. So that's something that I have been, I've seen promising in the Lakers as of late. Mm. But yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I'm going to be holding, holding your breath, time. man. Yeah, holding yeah. My breath the I think, series, I think honestly. what I'm certain of is this is going to be easily the hardest series for the Lakers this yeah. far in, in the playoffs because I think yeah. they haven't had a matchup like this um, yet. Um, are you liking my, my take there, Cal? Do you, do you think the boys can do it? I'm loving every word that you're saying. I'll be honest. I'm totally <laughs> I love it. Look, maybe I'll change my pick now. Maybe you convince me, Heat and I think you're right. I think. When you look at it, the Lakers, I mean, obviously it's just so top-heavy. you got the two stars. Miami are a legitimate, like, team. And they play team basketball, greatly coached. They have the stars. Defensively, they're awesome. They're super deep as well, like, the players off the bench. I mean, how many games is Tyler Hero going to win for them? He, he had this huge game. Was it game, was it five? That 36 four. points or something? Ridiculous. Like, yeah. is that going to happen? Game four, 37. How many games like, are you fucking kidding me? Season? Like a rookie, a rookie bloody shooting guard coming off the <laughs> fucking bench, dropping thirty-seven in a playoff game. Like, are you kidding me? Like that doesn't happen. Like that breaks the record. <laughs> He's got the records for um, the most points for a rookie in a postseason. Just be, um, beat out Dwayne Wade. So yeah, that's pretty damn good. I think I saw him. D- he was like was tying. Yeah, I think he's. I saw he tied Magic Johnson for most like double-digit scoring points in a rookie season yeah. in the playoffs. Like, and he's still got a, play, a final series left to go. Like, that's that's big time stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's the real deal, man. And <laughs> like, and if and if he's doing against that, like, and like, I know I'm a Celtics fan, but our defense is much better than the Lakers' defense. I think mm. personally, especially on the perimeter. Um, you know, the Lakers probably have a bit more interior defense, yeah. um, which is where we struggle with. But on the perimeter, the Celtics have some of the best defense in the league. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to get even more open shots mm. against the Lakers than they did the Celtics. And, you know, even against the Celtics, they won with some games where they weren't shooting very well. Mm. So they can win in multiple ways, which is what's impressed me the most um, about these heats. So against like a, a poor perimeter defense team, yeah. um, I can see... I can see them exploiting that a bit. So maybe I'm voting with my heart a little bit here. Um, I was a Laker hater before I was a Celtic fan. <laughs> so and That's when you realize you were a Celtic fan. <laughs> that's when I knew I had to go for their rival. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe I'm voting for my heart here. But um, and, and maybe LeBron just steps up and, and is that great player that we know him to be. And I'll, I'll be impressed if he, he wills his team to go, go all the way. But um, I don't know. I think it'll be close. Yeah. I think it'll be close. I honestly just want a good, good series, eh? These two teams are just yeah. so much to look forward to and just hope we get the best out of them. Quickly want to touch on, um, so this is the 10th final, uh, tenth finals for LeBron James. Does that change him in your overall rankings all time? We, we'll touch on this in, a, in another pod, I'm sure, down the line. Um, but just simply making the finals, does this move him up your board at all, guys? Or is he sort of is where he is in your eyes it's definitely moved the needle a little bit just because he is 35 years old in his 17th season that's definitely a huge factor so that that itself is just a massive feat so okay big props Cal has he moved Um, up in your books he has not moved up to number one he is still number two if that answers your question (laughs) okay giving away your spot there Um, I'll say I'll say he he is inching closer for me but not enough to move him up any spots on my all-time list Mm. Um, uh, personally I think Anthony Davis has been the best player for the Lakers these playoffs Um, not by much I think it's been you know 1A 1B but I've been very impressed with what Anthony Davis has done big game winner the was it was a game four game three or game four Um, so he's been really impressive but you can't say enough about LeBron like like you said 35 you know this is this is incredible literally every year except for one in this 2010 decade mm. we've had LeBron James in the finals yeah like that's just incredible like insane yeah so through 2011 to, to, to now that's nine finals and then he had that finals with mm. Cleveland back in from east to west as well east to west <laughs> they say you couldn't do it in the west you know you know he good was. on him like you, you can't say that about you know basically any other player in NBA history so props to him um, we're gonna wrap it up here but before we do We've got uh, a long-awaited, <laughs> the first ever uh, segment on the Ball Boys NBA podcast. Oh, wow. uh, Jermaine Tuckabatolo is doing slam dunk poetry. Um, so, Jermaine, before you get into it, can you just mm. tell the tell the fans and listeners out there what what is slam dunk poetry? Well, slam dunk poetry, as you might <laughs> know from the title. The title, yeah. It's literally just 
just some poetry about some topics about basketball. Yep. Are you an That's emotional guy, Jermaine? You just want to get some things up your chest. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just trying to get it off my chest. Some sentimental <laughs> stuff over here. Things. On, on, that's been on my mind and this is the only way I can vent it out to the world so. alright I love it I love yeah, to hear yeah. and um, today or this week's topic is called Raining Threes inspired by Michael Lowe which was the winner of this week's shout out to Michael Lowe Michael Lowe winner of this week's Slam Dunk Poetry quiz question Oy. and uh, here it is so listen, listen carefully tune in listeners <laughs> here we go they say Three is a crowd. I put. Keep going. No, you did really well. I tried all together. You did really well. I'm gonna cut this part out. (laughs) Just keep going, bro. (laughs) Keep going. We're not cutting nothing. (laughs) They say three is a crowd. I put those words to sleep. Tonight is my lucky number that I'll be dialing up from deep. One splash, two cash, and another to make three in a row. Conference Finals Game 4, call me Tyler Hero. (laughs) This hand is hot. The stroke is so sweet. Got them virtual fans off their seats. This gun is loaded, about to pull the trigger. Crossover, step back, fading on you with the game winner. (laughs) That was actually amazing. I love that. Oh my God. The first ever slam dunk poetry. Uh, And with that, guys, we're going to call it a day. We'll see you guys next week talking more NBA finals. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya.